Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Well, let me first start off by saying Happy New Year to everyone. I certainly hope that everyone had a wonderful holiday season. It seems to be pretty unremarkable, which is good. We're not hearing a lot about crime. We're not hearing a lot about driving catastrophes. Obviously, the after action still needs to reveal itself, but we'll keep our fingers crossed, and hopefully that was um, the case. And as I looked around the city over the weekend, obviously, huge success of the Sugar Bowl. What a game, right? Washington, Texas put on a, a hell of a show. Same thing with the Rose Bowl. In fact, both games, um, semifinal games, well played. Uh, you didn't know who was going to win or not till the bitter end. Can't say that about a number of other bowl games. Uh, but these two bowl games obviously end up being two of the better bowl games. And congratulations to LSU as well for their win. Uh, and over Wisconsin, uh, Garrett Nussmeyer stepping in for the first time as a starting quarterback for LSU uh, this season. And as a result, uh, brings the Tigers to a victory, which is uh, pretty good, too, when you think about all the folks that opted out, either for the transfer portal or because they're going to the NFL. You never know what you're going to get uh, showing up on the field. Congratulations to the Saints. They play one of the better games that they've played all year long. Uh, puts them... Still in the hunt. A lot has to happen, though. But you know the old adage, on any given day in the NFL, and stranger things have happened. Uh, So you just continue to play it out. Final game against the Atlanta Falcons this Sunday. Another big weekend this weekend, too. Uh, Obviously, on January 8th, uh, we're going to have a change in the new state administration. Uh, Governor John Bell Edwards has moved out of the governor's mansion already, and uh, incoming Governor Jeff Landry, uh, I think they've been moving in as well under state law. I think the uh, outgoing governor leaves two to three weeks before uh, the end of uh, his or her term, and um, that is that natural transition uh, that works. And from what I'm hearing, everything has moved smoothly through the transition which is good to have adults in the room uh, as that works out uh, that way because it's just that's how um, we have been so successful in this country, and that's the difference between us and third-world countries as it relates to this transition from one administration to the other. This is a Democrat administration leaving and a Republican administration coming in with a number of issues, quite frankly. 
And we'll be talking about a lot of this. The Congressional Redistricting Special Session will be up first. That will be very contentious. On the line are, in, are a couple of different seats in Congress. Who loses, who wins. There will definitely be a loser from the uh, present cast uh, because of the redistricting. And there will be two minority districts as opposed to one. Then they go into a special session, allegedly, uh, is what is being thought about by incoming Governor Jeff Landry relative to crime. I don't know that this will be as contentious, but there will be a lot of friction as it relates to whether or not there's going to be this completely total withdrawal from a lot of the crime bills that were passed uh, during John Bell Edwards' administration. And when you talk about criminal justice reform, uh, that's a lot that's going to be looked at. I think a lot of it needs to be fine-tuned, quite frankly. A lot of the reinvestment dollars that allegedly were going to be available, I've never seen it really happen in many states with much success. So I never really put a lot of stock in that reinvestment um, uh, montage, so to speak, of bills that that came across. And it would be interesting to see what this legislative body will do relative to that. What's going to be interesting, though, is that the regular session starts April 11th. So this new uh, legislature, with, with a lot of new faces, new leadership, They will be weary already by April 11th. They will have already served in two special sessions. Now, the good and the bad of that is the good, the touchy-feely aspect uh, that you go into a new legislative session with a new body, they'll be beyond that. In fact, they'll have already dealt with some very contentious issues. We'll figure out who's going to rise to the forefront, who's going to be going and and trying to express um, or show their leadership. Um, or lack thereof in many cases. Uh, Obviously, you'll have committee members that have been and committee chairs that have been tried and tested, not all but some, and then you'll see what's going to actually happen uh, in this regular session. We'll see how aggressive an agenda that the incoming governor wants to take on. And it'll be interesting to see how aggressive this first one will be especially in light of the fact that you have an outgoing Democrat and an incoming uh, hardcore conservative Republican. Uh, So a lot of things here, locally, statewide, you're going to see appear on the national level as well. In fact, we'll talk with Ron Fauche, political analyst and publisher of Lunchtime Politics, in a 12 o'clock hour about that very happenstance. This could be a significant it show, not only here, state and locally, but as nationally as well, from a political perspective. A lot of things, um, a lot of ideological differences uh, from existing administration to to, um, Republicans at the national level, from past administrations to incoming administrations here on the state level. A lot of different local bodies have changed Uh, significant changes over on the North Shore, for example, with uh, new members of the uh, council over there trying to work their way uh, through uh, any number of contentious issues, mostly as it relates to land use uh, on the North Shore. And you see these little things 
and these little nuggets that are cropping up uh, locally as, as it relates to uh, economic incentive packages that are being offered uh, to any number of types of organizations that are kind of up in the air. The public uh, support of this is waning. They're looking to see what the matrix that's going to be utilized uh, to be able to judge the effectiveness of what's actually happening uh, there. So it's going to be interesting in the first quarter of this year to see how this kind of touchy feely process works out as to who's going to emerge as the leaders within the legislative delegations and the like. When you think nationally as to what went on in 2023, something I'd not seen really in my lifetime, where we had a challenge to the Speaker of the House, not once, but twice, that dragged out for weeks and weeks on end, where you had internal uh, overt infighting. There was, there's always internal friction, but typically these things are resolved behind closed doors. Well, not any longer. And you're seeing more and more of that. In fact, the Israeli-Palestinian uh, Gaza war is going to reveal even more of that on a Democrat side. You're beginning to see a lot of that friction, not only uh, in a covert way but in an overt way more and more and it's very much influencing foreign policy the question really is going to be for you me independents republicans democrats independents how much of this are we willing to take how much are we willing to swallow and where do we go from here and it'll be interesting to see the same way the immigration policy that typically was only one that people thought of as a border state national policy is now having significant impact in major cities across the country. 2024 could be the year that we get to the ultimate tipping point where communities across the country create a hue and cry across many communities to say, we have had enough. We're done. And really put a lot of pressure on folks to resolve the issue. Same with homelessness. This is another issue that's kind of looming out there that's becoming more and more political in nature, more and more frustrating in nature, not being able to really really figure out any long-term meaningful solutions. There's a, And this is not a criticism of what we're trying. We've got to try as many things as we possibly can to order, in order to achieve some success. But there hadn't been a lot of successes. There's been some, but not enough. The population actually grows. And I point this out all the time, and I will continue to point it out in 2024. We have to be smart as it relates to our immigration policy as to what type of individual we are allowing into our country. Because as demand on social services go up, as the cost of those social services to the population goes up, there's going to be pressure for increased taxes. There's not an appetite for increased taxes in this country. And meanwhile, our poor, working poor population in this country increases. We have over 40 million people living below the federally identified poverty level. I ask this question all the time, but people don't really reflect upon it very often. 
for a long enough period of time, in my humble opinion. It's not a criticism, it's just my opinion. Why would we want more? We are un- we're not serving, we are actually underserving the population as it stands in this country today. It's why we have a lot of these issues that we're facing that I've just outlined. And yet, there are those that have a desire to have more that meet that socioeconomic criteria or description, which creates a bigger challenge for us each and every day. Not to mention the debt crisis that we're in. For a long time, several years, even in the Trump administration, the amount of debt that we had wasn't of any significant concern to much of anyone. The reality is now, where interest rates stand to finance that debt, we're recognizing, Houston, we have a problem. What goes around comes around, and it's coming around, and it's slapping us in the face in a very strong way, and it's so hard to retreat to try and create a landscape, a scenario whereby we can relieve ourselves of some of that debt. We're going we're gonna to have a lot of big-time decisions this year on how we're going to go about doing it. In fact, when you think that, and we'll talk more about this with Rod Fauche coming up, just in the first couple of weeks of January, Congress will be dealing with a military budget. Then a couple of weeks after that, they will be dealing with the budget. They have just been kicking this can down the road, buying themselves time, trying to resolve their leadership issues, trying to resolve their issues within the party to try and come together on some consensus plan, which I suspect they have not yet agreed upon. And it's going to be interesting to see. And the thing that's going to kind of loom over all of this, that's right, you said it, we're in an election year. And when you're in an election year, a lot of things move around. A lot of sound bites, a lot of word salad, a lot of non-meaningful language is spoken. Trying to move the needle to see what sticks which is incumbent upon you, it's incumbent upon me to, to try and delve through that, to remove the smoke from the smoke screen that's going to be put up by many as diversions, deflections, there'll be denials, there'll be candidates that will evade, that have no desire to talk about certain issues, and then there will be attacks and obviously there will be counterattacks. In the meantime, the desire by many is that we never get to the meat of the issue. We never talk about the issue. We never talk about the implications. We never talk about short-term, mid-term, long-term strategies in this country. What's worked? What have we tried? What's not working? And why is there a desire on many people's part to go back and try something yet again? often referred to as insanity, because the first time you did it, it didn't work. What makes you believe that the second time it will? What ingredients have changed? Pay close attention to what they're saying. Now, I know that this is a lot to consume on January 2nd, right? Right here at the beginning of 2024. But there are political 
ideological battles looming in 2024 that will be knocking on your front door within just a couple of weeks. We'll be right back. Stay with us. This is Newell on WWL. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back, folks. We know we've been facing inflation. We know we've been facing cost of living increases. We know that uh, there's been a lot of uh, economic indicators that have not really worked well or, or did not bode well for us and our own personal finances. But there may be some good news coming your way from the IRS, and here to share that with us is Vance Ginn, Chief Economist at the Pelican Institute and former Chief Economist for the White House Office of Management and Budget. Vance, Happy New Year to you, and welcome to the show. Well, Happy New Year. It's a great pleasure to be with you today. Well, uh, Vance, let's start out the new year on a positive note. Seems like the IRS has given us some uh, more space, and maybe we can keep more income. Well, you know, that's right. They're, you know, part of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act that was passed in 2017, also known as the Trump Tax Cuts, one of the provisions of that was to increase the tax brackets, the income for each one of those brackets that you pay based on the tax rate and everything else, was to increase those based on what's called chained consumer price index. So the chained inflation, which accounts for substitution of the different things that you buy, kind of the cost of living that you normally get, that hadn't happened before um, 2017. So part of that Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, each year now, that those brackets are adjusted upward based on inflation. And the latest numbers for 2024, each one of those um, income amounts went up by 5%, by about 5%. So that is going to mean that you're you're not going to move up into the upper income bracket as fast. um, And you could see a little bit of a tax cut or or not paying as much, maybe even a refund um, this time around because of those changes in the brackets. The problem here, though, is that that is last year's inflation. (laughs) That's just not catching you up for what was going on. It doesn't include all the inflation that's still currently going on. Uh, so so don't, don't get too happy about it, but the, that at least will provide some, some breath of fresh air, if you will. Well, it is some relief, right? <laughs> to some yeah, extent. right, right. <laughs> I, 
I'm trying to no. be positive. You know, it's 2024. It's a new year, uh, and and so that is a good a good sign for many families. You know. <laughs> So New Year's Eve, we pop the champagne corks, but after that, maybe not so much. Uh, what does this actually, what does this <laughs> mean right. to the uh, work to the working couple, though? When we think about it, yeah. I mean, it, so when we look at these new brackets, in fact, let's talk about those for a moment. Yeah, whenever you're looking at those brackets, um, you, you see that they'll, they'll bump up some. Um, and then what happens is, is that the lowest tax rate is 10%. So that rate stays the same. But if, when, it, when it bumps up the actual amount, um, you'll have a little bit more income underneath that 10% rate than you did before, before you jump up to the 12% rate. And, and so that helps those you know, lower income people, working class um, folks, to really improve, uh, get some more money in their pockets instead of sending it to the government. And so that's a good sign. And I think that will be important for a lot of people to get a little bounce in their checks. Even if they didn't get a, a pay increase, it'll feel like a pay increase for, for, for many folks um, across the state and, and across the country. So let's talk about it, this just for a moment because I'm a little confused by it a little bit. Um, so, like the lower tax income brackets, uh, taxable income up to eleven thousand six hundred dollars is taxed at ten percent. But when you apply the individual standard deduction to that, you effectively pay no tax. Is that right? Yeah, that's about right. Because the standard deduction is right around that same amount. I don't have the exact figures right in front of me, but 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 you're right. You'll you'll remove well, it's, that it's amount. 13, of deduction. It's thirteen. It's thirteen thousand eight fifty. So it's actually greater go. than than the than the amount of income. So those those first two brackets of both the ten and the twelve percent, um, for at least a portion of it, uh, up up to the standard deduction amount, which is going up to fourteen thousand six hundred dollars. So if you make Fourteen six, you pay no income tax in this country. Right. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's what we've seen. Um, and thank you for for shedding light on the, on the specific numbers um, because that'll be helpful for the viewers whenever or the the audience whenever they think about how much they're earning and everything else. Because that's not only on those that are just making those amounts, but if you make anything above that. Um, then you also get some benefits, right, from each one of those tax rates um, that are lower, but you'll pay a little bit more in taxes throughout the year based on your higher amount of income. Um, right. But what that, what that also means is that, you know, you have other types of deductions, and that standard deduction is really helpful. It was, it was bumped up quite a bit from the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act as well of 2017. Um, and so and one thing that we, is often missed here. Uh, across the country is they'll talk about income inequality and they'll say, well, the, the upper income people is just not paying their fair share. And what you're bringing up here is a key point is that the top 50% of income earners, basically those making above about $70,000 a year, um, they, they pay the vast majority, 97% of all taxes are paid by the top 50% of income earners. The bottom 50% of income earners only pay 3%. And, and many of them are getting a refund, right, meaning that they're getting more income back or they're not even paying any taxes at all because of that standard deduction. And that there's already a huge shift to where the upper income people, the top 1% of income earners, pay 40% of all personal income taxes across the country. Um, and so they're already paying a lot. How much more do they want people to pay? Um, and, but I'm glad to see at least some people will get a, a more money in their pockets based on these adjustments that are going on now in the tax code. And Vance, you may know this or not. Um, are the majority of people in this country W two employees? They yes. 
Yeah. So when you when you add that to the mix, I mean, there's very little that a W two employee has available uh, to it from a deduction standpoint, uh, other yeah. than what the standard deduction is, and they're not going to be able to get over that standard deduction because it's relatively high. That's right. Yeah. No, that, that that's very true. I mean, whether it's your you know mortgages, um, the interest rate on your mortgage, or your um, state and local taxes, because you remember that was capped out as well by 10,000. Um, but most people would just be able to use a lot of their standard deduction and not have to worry about that. That was, that was also part of the discussion um, during the Trump administration was how do we, how do we simplify the tax code? Um, and a big part of that was let's just to, to lump this in and raise the standard deduction. That way, hopefully it simplifies it more. I mean, I would like to see the day where we had a flat income tax rate and, and you could do it on a postcard or something, and that's much more simple than what we have today instead of the, you know, the huge income tax code that's more pages than the Bible. <laughs> um, it, it shouldn't be that complicated, but, but that was a way to help simplify it. So that way working families can spend more time with their family and working versus spending time doing their, their taxes. Is it is it safe to say that I, this is obviously it's by design, but basically what we've adopted is a tax avoidance system, mm. right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's right. Um, when you when you have so many loopholes and deductions and everything else, um, you know, I, and I don't think it's anything necessarily that's illegal. I, I don't think what no. they're doing on the avoidance part is illegal. Like some people will claim that, um, but they're using the tax code because of all these deductions. They'll pay accountants. You know, their tax accountants can make a lot of money by by finding those deductions and loopholes and everything else that are within the rules of the game. Right? They're 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 illegal. Um, but with all that going on, it does allow them some ways to move get around paying those taxes because at the end of the day i mean whether you're a lower income people person or an upper upper income person you, you don't want to pay taxes <laughs> I, I think we all want to fund some form of government um i would like to form as limited as possible just th that's my view on it um but but i but there are roles for government that we want to pay taxes but let's make sure that it's the simplest form of taxation possible and right now the federal governments the federal taxes are are not simple um i think they need to be simplified a lot do I, I know that, that that's going to continue to be a bone of contention with the debt limit that we that we are hitting uh the amount of debt in this country um what do you think is going to happen in 2024 obviously an election year there's going to be a lot of rhetoric going around on all of these issues oh and yeah democrats yeah. and democrats for the most part want to rid themselves of this provision under the, the Trump tax cuts, right? Well, they do. Um, you know, what's interesting, though, is that remember the Bush tax cuts, uh, mm -hmm. Obama, um, he extended all those. <laughs> um, yeah. and, and what's interesting right now is they they're So a lot of the Trump tax cuts are going to expire. This is going to be a whole other thing that's going to bring up more economic uncertainty. And I'll get to your political question as well. But the economic uncertainty in 2024, I think, is going to be very high. We've got a number of things that are going on. One of those is that maybe the Federal Reserve will cut interest rates that some are expecting them to cut three times, which I think could be a, another positive for families. Um, if interest rates, mortgage rates, car loan rates start to go down some because they went, you know, they've been so high for, for at least the last year. Um, but I think inflation is still going to be around, so that will bring about some uncertainty, especially if they start cutting rates again. <laughs> uh, they'll put more money into the economy. Um, and, and when you think about next year, in 2025, a lot of these Trump tax cuts start to expire. I mean, all the ones for, 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 inco for individual income earners, all those tax rate cuts 
will go back up. Uh, some other provisions will also expire. So that's going to bring a lot of economic uncertainty from the, that side of it. I'm not sure that the Biden administration or the progressives and you know, the Democrats in, in, in D.C. will really want to change those a lot. They probably will for the upper income earners, right? Those making more than $400,000 a year is what they've claimed. But I don't know if they'll change the other ones. And so this political dynamic going into the primaries for the Republicans um, will be interesting to see what happens in the next couple uh, of months. But then going into the general election, you're going to have a whole other discussion about what the future of the country holds. And I think they've got to get control over government spending, which is contributing to the national debt, leading the national debt to more than $34 trillion. It's just unsustainable. Yeah. So the standard deduction go, rises uh, this coming year from 27,700 to 29,200 for uh, couples filing jointly. For individuals, the new maximum will be 14,600, up from 13,850. One of the other things that was interesting that the IRS delivered as a, as a gift to uh, this year was um, – 401k contribution limit increases in in um, uh, 2024 as well. Yes, yes, and um, I don't have the the amount. Do you have, do you have the amount right in front of you? Happen? It increases to seven thousand up from sixty five hundred. As as to there you the, go. Um, yes, that, yes, and so that's also a benefit, right? I mean that adds to your savings. You can put more directly into um, your 401k and not have to worry about paying taxes on that, and it's all pre-tax so that's that's a good thing um and, and, and you know of course we want to work, work with your financial consultant and see exactly what what, what that should be financial advisor there um, but i think that is another helping thing for 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 individuals um over the long term to make sure that they're able to save for you know for a rainy day if they need it now there are penalties if you get it before retirement and all that um, but the, the other the other thing is is that you know we're not sure exactly what Social Security is going to be uh, in the future. I think for retirees um, coming up, there's probably not too much of a concern. Um, but for younger folks, they this this may give them another opportunity to not be as reliant or dependent on Social Security for the future. Uh, nor should they be. I think they should be you know take, be be independent, self sufficient as much as possible. And and that allows you the opportunity to do that to get the returns in the marketplace versus what you may or may not see in Social Security uh, and other types of benefits in in the future. Also, um, the. Uh, flexible spending uh, account uh, mm. is up to $3,200 from $3,050 for 2023 as well. Uh, and these these are all considerations of, of the uh, what was referred to as the Trump tax cut, right? Yes. Yes. Um, and so that's another way that you can put pre-tax money into an account for your flexible spending account um, for any health care expenditures. You also have an HSA uh, where those, that amount went up as well. And so these are ways to, you know, kind of preserve your your money, you know, your your dollars for things that you're going to need throughout the year. And so I would, I you know, I, I use that myself and, and make sure that I maximize that throughout the year um, in any way that I can for, for my family. And, and I think a lot of other families do that as well. And it, so, so these are ways to help get around the massive taxes that are otherwise out there um, so that you have more money in your pocket. And I just wanted to, I, I thought I said it right, but someone's texted me and, and said I said it wrong. The, uh, it's the IRA that increases to 7000 from 6500 
actually you can contribute up to $23,000, which is a $500 increase on the contribution limit for 401k, 403b, and 457 deferred comp plans uh, up to $23,000. So there is a, a, a distinction there, and I wanted to make sure that I got it right. Interestingly, yeah. though, um, Vance, the IRS uh, has a real gift this year. Uh, it's interesting what happens in, in an election year. $1 billion in tax penalties waived uh, by the IRS. So if you're someone who hasn't resolved their 2020-2021 taxes, you could be eligible for relief depending on the amount of your tax bill. You must have a household income below $100,000. And basically, they're going to do away um, with tax penalties for not paying. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. It'll, I it'll go that away. One. That one's, and, yeah. and the whole motivation for it is you're going to love this. The IRS, this is a quote from the IRS Commissioner Danny Werfel, the IRS should be looking out for taxpayers, and this penalty relief is a common-sense approach to help people in this situation. We have been concerned about taxpayers who haven't heard from us. In other words, they haven't heard from us recently that they still owe us money. (laughs) (laughs) So it's it's like, okay, we're behind. We can't so we're hiring we're 80,000 new IRS agents to go right. collect more, but we're going to give a billion dollars in tax relief because you hadn't heard enough from us. Like, wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It, it, it's, it's always something. I don't, I don't know what those 80,000 agents are doing then. <laughs> um, it, well, they hadn't been hired yet. Claim they need more money is probably what they, they'll do. Yeah, it was kind of interesting that uh, just because they, we haven't sent you enough notices that you owe us money, <laughs> that we, right. we've, we've decided to give you this relief because we hadn't spent enough in postage, I guess. I don't know. what. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But it is, it, it, it is a little bit of a silver lining to an otherwise pretty dark cloud when, when sure. having to uh, face tax time in, in, you know, uh, in, yes. in 2024 for sure. But anyway, Vance, again, thank you so much for joining us. Always appreciate your time and your insight. Have a great 2024 and save money on time. You too. That's right. That's right. Have a prosperous 24, and I hope everyone, all your listeners do as well. We'll be right back, folks. That's Vance Ginn, Chief Chief Economist at the Pelican Institute and former Chief Economist for the White House Office of Management and Budget. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Well, and part of what we talked about earlier, the ideological warfare that's going to go on in 2024, which is not any different than what's happened in 2023, albeit that we may be getting to a point of an intersection of financial crisis on many fronts, is, as this uh, text reflects. When you say the top 50% pay 80% of the taxes, it doesn't sound fair until you learn that they make 99% of the money, then it seems low. Well, when you say that they make 99% of the money, I mean, obviously, 
in some jurisdictions, this is just income tax. They're paying wealth taxes. They're paying luxury taxes. Then they're paying death taxes, all of which they paid sales taxes like everyone else on all of that at a higher rate. Real estate taxes on more expensive property at, at a higher rate. Uh, so when you begin to add all of this up as to what they're paying as it relates to taxes, it gets real close to what the number is uh, that you're talking about. That's why these state income tax-free states are doing not so bad right now as it relates to population shifts. You go to California, I think there's a state income tax at 13.5%. We had one. Uh, or have one at about 6% of the first 130, 140,000, give or take, don't quote me on the numbers. Um, in state income taxes, you go to other states, no state income tax at all. And everybody's treated the same as it relates uh, to that issue, and that's why you have these folks moving about. It's why people are leaving L.A., San Francisco, New York, Chicago, and others, because more and more of their income is being taken away from them in the plethora of taxes that they're having to pay that no one else in any other brackets are paying. So they're paying far greater than one-third of their income in many respects. Now, I'm not talking about the billionaires. Let's not focus on the billionaires. There's not that many of them. Let's focus on those people that are making somewhere between you know, 400000 and 900000 or a million dollars a year. Um, that work hard, they made all the sacrifices, moved up the corporate ladder, kissed a lot of butt and everything else in order to get there, educated themselves uh, and everything else, and there's a fairly equal number of first-time in-generation college attendees that are reaching levels of success that have never reached those levels of success before that are being taxes, though, they inherited all of this money. And then when you die, they want to tax you even more because the estate tax threshold number that's relatively high by some people's standards at the present time is due to dissipate and go away as well uh, as a result of the sliding back of the Trump tax cuts. And these are getting to numbers that will be pretty problematic for a lot of folks because it doesn't take much to reach that threshold in wealth, especially if you're smart about what you're investing in and what you're doing and what you're willing to save and otherwise. So when you put the whole plethora of it on, we could be France where, you know, they've taken about 70%, 75% of your income. Why work? That's why people are leaving from France and moving to Belgium. Because one thing that they are, that you and I aren't, mobile they're going to go to where they get the most preferential tax treatment because people don't want to give their money away for no reason at all and their utilization rate of assets and resources and infrastructure that's being provided from by government pretty much not much different than most so when you look at it from that perspective one begins to wonder is that fair We'll be right back, but that's the conflict, and that's the friction. We'll be right back after the break. Stay with us. Folks, when we come back, it will be the NOLA Coalition uh, segment. We'll visit with Gregory Ravy, president of Heroes of 
New Orleans. And in the 12 o'clock hour, we'll visit with Ron Fauche, political analyst and publisher of Lunchtime Politics. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 